Hello and welcome to the 48 Hours Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Richard Martin. On this very special episode, I'm going to be interviewing Lauren Porteous, who wrote and directed this year's grand winner, Under the Bridge. She also took home the awards for Best Director and Best Female Director on the night. Lauren's team is called Cool Story Bro, and although she's been in the competition for quite a bit longer, this is only their second year in the competition. Lauren's got a lot to say about her experience this year, so let's just crack right into it. All right, and now I'm here with Lauren Porteous, uh, winner of the 48 Hours competition this year, taking home the award for Best Director, Best Female Director, as well as being behind the winning film Under the Bridge. Welcome. Thank you, Richard. (laughs) All right, so um, starting off, uh, what's your sort of background in film? Uh, Well, um, it's relatively new, but um, I've been an actor for a while and then I started writing my own material and that actually came from attending a class that is here in uh, Auckland by taught by Michael Sassenti and he ends up having um, like a master class where uh, he's got other actors that come through um, like Rosie Lang and Josh Thompson and Nick Sampson and all of them started writing their own material so I started doing that too after writing for a while I just sort of thought hang on maybe I can make these myself so yeah the goal was always to make film and um, I made my first film at the top of last year and yeah (laughs) the rest is a lot of history but yeah (laughs) fell in love with it I presume and Mm -hmm. sort of wanted to keep doing it so uh, as I say you did write and direct the winning film this year Under the Bridge Uh, for anyone out there that hasn't seen it yet could you just give us a sort of brief synopsis right well I mean it's a 48 hour film it's only five minutes long. Uh, you're given a genre you have to, you know, use. So our genre was buddy film. And naturally you you sort of think Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. But um, it was, uh, you know, how can you tell a story? I guess it ended up becoming a story about friendship. So basically you knew the two characters could not be friends. And this was a story about watching them becoming friends. So you have a homeless man and he is met by a runaway kid and um, there's something that sort of keeps them together and mm. it's that commonality that they share, the, the fact that they have a guard about them that I think helps them unite and develop a friendship. Right, yeah. So you, you kind of do that thing of breaking down what the genre of a buddy movie means by sort of uh, reluctant friends that kind of go through some kind of adventure, whether that's uh, spiritually or physically. And so is that sort of how you approach writing generally is like look at the genre break it down put it back together yes absolutely I mean maybe it's the best way to adapt what you do because otherwise you'll write kind of the same stories you might always write so what is wonderful about the 48 is it throws you these curveballs (laughs) and um, you immediately google you know pretty much and go okay what is the definition or the universal definition for people of what that genre is and um, yeah like I said we got buddy and that um sort of you know gives you some examples but then you have to make it your own and I always knew I don't want you know two guys with the guns or you have to work in your own constraints so the wonderful team I had I knew we'd get great visuals and maybe with where my writing is I knew I could tell a lot visually and with not too much dialogue so that sort of gives that style versus something with a lot of special effects or yeah so obviously uh, when you got your genre it starts off with googling and and whatnot can you run us through the Friday night at least uh, for you guys, on how like breaking a story works for for your team. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the way I love it to, you know, unfold is with a plan. You definitely have a plan. And so the best way to do it is you get your full team there probably around 6.30 or the opening part. It depends how you feel. It's definitely something every team can personalise. But that is a, a lovely meet and greet moment. And effectively, if you get comfortable with not knowing what you're going to do, that's a really good way to, you know, be a creative. And so that's a really cool time to just maybe hear anybody's ideas. And then by eight, like an hour into it or nine, you bring it down to the core team. Hopefully you guys decide on an idea. By <laughs> ten, you can start story beating the one you want. And maybe you've got that thing written by midnight. And if you're starting to go later than midnight, <laughs> you're screwed. So what crazy, what happened with us is we did have an idea. Everyone left. I was about to write it in about 2 a.m., I had uh, the DOP, uh, Jason Anthony Crane, he's also amazing at story, he was touched with the idea of going, hang on, why don't we see Greg Smith, who was our producer, who's part of the core team, um, who always knew we wanted to have acting in it, why don't we see him in a way that no one's ever seen him before. Greg knew about this amazing kid called uh, Kaden Napita, who's an up-and-coming talent, <laughs> and that really, I guess I write for people, so that Jason came up with the idea of, you know, you know, the, this guy's homeless and this kid runs into him and both of us knew instinctually that the kid was always not going to have a home himself. Right. So I was writing that story about 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and then 6 a.m. we called, everyone said, get to this location, this is the story we're doing. Right. Wow. And so if I'm, if it's allowed to be shared, can, are you, can you sort of tell us what that original idea was or what sort of direction you were heading in? <laughs> um... Yeah, also it was Buddy, and I guess we sort of had, you know, maybe a more like God Devil sort of thing going. But that's all I'll say. Yeah, it was, and, okay. and okay. I was prepared to write for that too. So um, I do sort of throw myself into it and um, want the writing to keep upskilling. So I started off with comedy, and ever since I've been on the screen, it's been very sparse and dramatic. But um, yeah, it's good to throw yourself in these challenges and still try and make it your own. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's interesting to say that you were you've always kind of had that breaking down sort of thing like with the the golden devil thing whatever that would have turned out like obviously sounds like it's it would have um, challenged the buddy genre a little bit but so when this this idea sort of uh, came to the team and you, you say that you immediately were like yeah this is it what was it about that kind of story that you think really drew you you and the rest of the team to it <laughs> well i should probably answer this about the story but honestly it was from more the director side because the first idea we were only we were uh, struggling with the location hmm. and we we're only going to have like one room and it wasn't even the right kind of room and yes it's amazing for lighting how we can control it but <laughs> I just knew when this other idea came around I was like I don't want to look at one room for five minutes I want a story to unfold so the locations in my stories and you know the films you see are kind of characters themselves I think it's like Coen Brothers they even use the environment to hmm. sort of dictate you know inform their character so it does come down for me to what do I want people to see and experience in that five minutes and it, I want it to be dynamic so I guess what I like about the story mostly is you know keep it simple mm. um, and for me it was always about these two people then their friendship how they become yeah. friends yeah no it's, a, <laughs> it's yeah it's a beautifully like simple kind of story and like you say yeah the the bridge obviously it's, it's the titular bridge and it's um it does inform the story it's just as important as as the other two kind of thing but i mean of course it, it tackles the sort of uh, subject of homelessness which is you know we've got a big problem with uh, especially here in auckland and so do you think that 
that really helped to sort of strike a chord with the audience? Yes. I mean, I think there, I mean, everything you see up there is actually intentional and it's amazing how well it's been received and how, um, you know, put these things out there and people are really getting it in the way that you were hoping. Mm. Um, I think uh, the inspiration comes definitely from what's sort of going on right now, but it was with the things that we, you know, like I'm saying, I, I wanted to see something like that location for the five minutes. So you're going with the options you've got ahead of you, but then when you come to tell the story and while I'm writing it, there are these, you know, repetitive uh, themes like it's always about home everything they talk about is you know he says this is my home you should go home and that hopefully helps you know some of these things that the maybe the part of the story that you don't know or you're not expecting as the audience is that the kid is the one without the home mm. yeah no yeah and it, yeah I mean I guess it, it it affects me still like I still feel like I'm just part of it but um I guess I see this story more as like this could be a turning point for both those characters, like especially the child. And it was important to write him almost like as an adult, you know, just kids just don't have senses, so they yeah. say what they mean. And um, But, you know, this could be a time where what's going on around him, you know, could <laughs> how could it not make you angry? But, you know, maybe meeting this other person, it's what they share. I mean, maybe the homeless man could sort of not want to drink after this or you know I don't know connect with his you know estranged people and his family so the focus is really the friendship and then yeah the circumstance is definitely topical and I think it's important to sort of not make this like I guess what I feel is everyone makes this sort of an us or them thing like I would never do that but I wanted to make the characters relatable and that you know not every maybe people don't choose to do that these are just Mm. somehow your life can sort of unfold like this. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, whatever you did, it's worked, <laughs> and not 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 in just your um, the accolades you've received and, and everything like that. But in terms of with an audience, it's definitely struck a chord because you guys were in quite an early heat, and you shot right to the top of the reviews database, and you pretty much stayed there throughout every single film. So, like. What was that like for you guys to sort of just see it still stay there and get all these sort of amazing reviews? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that part is out of your control. And it was just, it was just amazing. It was, um, it, it is it's a wonderful feeling when someone sort of relays to you all the things you were going for. Because I, I do actually believe anyone in the 48, if you're going to make your story and it's clear you're probably going to be the top. And that's been my main um, thing to learn of late making the films is like it's great to have a great idea, but it really still has to be read across by the audience. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was wonderful that it was just... I mean, one thing I guess I want to go for is I want to leave enough for you as the audience to think about too. And that's exactly how those reviews seem to come across, that people were still thinking about... Uh, what it meant or yeah and I guess it is just touching a chord of what's going on in in our country today Mm. so was there like a moment for you when you realized like oh wow we've actually made something pretty special people seem to quite like this well actually you know the moment for me was really special was when I was working with Caden and it was um it's very subtle it's when he's throwing the rock by himself Mm. um that struck a chord for me I don't even know why I think it's it's all to do with Caden but no I, I hoped these are the things I want to sort of see on screen you know and I think I'm hoping that's sort of one of the things I can achieve is I want you guys to fall into the screen 
with me and into these this world and um I love that everyone feels like it's kind of a slice of life so yeah that that's amazing if that's what I'm striving for and then people are feeling a sense of that that's it makes you feel wonderful. <laughs> Is there any like sort of spe- really special pieces of feedback that have sort of meant something extra special to you that, that you can share? Well, uh, every, everything everyone's saying on um, Facebook these days. I mean, even if they're saying, oh, it's just an amazing film, it feels, um, you know, wonderful because often it's professional people saying that themselves and, you know, you want to feel like you can compete with the best. But it also seems to be like people, this is I think the place where the arts do have a place here where um, it's sort of like you can be talking about what people aren't talking about nearly enough. And um, like I said, I don't think it should be an us and them sort of thing, like it's a problem that has nothing to do with you. Um, everyone's going to prosper if everyone has a uh, you know, warm place to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Um, gosh if you can make content and you know sort of help you know I don't know um get people engaged and and talking about things then yeah that's an amazing bonus but definitely the first goal is to make a good film and um challenge yourself and have a great time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and hand something in in time make a film in 48 hours that's always obviously the goal (laughs) (laughs) but following on from that are there any um I mean maybe not close to death but (laughs) was there any sort of uh, big challenges you faced this year oh well yeah I mean definitely writing right up to like 4am and then having to wake up in time and I think you know when editing it I was definitely saying double I mean (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's always more things you you want to have on the day like as a director I definitely want more time for the edit Mm. um that's painful handing something (laughs) you know you almost want to go away and think about it and then so um those are the challenges. I mean, we really lucked out with someone like Caden because because he was younger. I always knew I wasn't going to shoot too late. Right. So that was a really smart idea, everyone. You should work with <laughs> young people. <laughs> Kids and animals, you should always work with them. Yeah, no one ever says that, right? But uh, I'm going for it. Or at least Caden makes me a believer. Um, but yeah, no challenges. This may have been one of those smoothest sort of 48s because like a lot of people say you know commit to your story and have your plan and we really did um focus on that and the team is so tight um the talent is amazing Caden and Greg Smith is completely you know wonderful you sort of can't tell because the kid's so great but um yeah an amazing team that's part of the key all right so yeah we've kind of gone over uh this year's sort of experience for you but um talking about the competition as a whole and, and your past in it so you've been in quite a few teams over the years is that correct <laughs> yes <laughs> quite a few um mostly as an actor though yeah yeah so um yeah you witness a lot of other people sort of get their act together and then they might call you and um say can you be here and you go yes of course um and then i think three years ago after writing for a bit, I, you know, said, yeah, I want to write with another good friend of mine who's a female director, uh, sorry, or director, Rachel Nichols, sorry. And um, <laughs> she did self-service in the grand final today, uh, you know, also. And um, that was amazing. And then the following year, I wanted to commit more. I'd already actually made my debut film. So I think the reason you get involved with the 48 is because it's like free school. Yeah. You know, there's really no cost other than your health. Like I said, you'd barely yeah. sleep. But, um, you know, you learn so much. And if you're really 
keen on being a filmmaker, then you should really learn by doing. And the more you can, you know, sort of get your content out there and the more you can be less precious about it and just yeah. realize it is about getting seen or making things that can be seen, the better. And the 48 is this amazing, broad, equalizing platform that is one of three events that filmmakers can get involved here in New Zealand. Yeah. You know, there's only other Show Me Shorts or there's um, New Zealand International Film Fest. Yeah. And that's it. And so the 48 is, um, I think it's just a, a, an amazing thing to take advantage of. Yeah. You know, so it is up to you. I think do it to challenge yourself. Mm. mostly yeah. and like they suggest have a fun weekend but you know, <laughs> yeah. i do find it's you know it could be um brutal as well yeah. but yeah do it to challenge yourself for sure you've written for different teams you've acted in different teams and now you're uh directing is there do you enjoy the roles for different things or is there one you kind of enjoy more or um well i think it's really good to be any of the roles like even if your costume just being involved <clears throat> yeah because you actually learn so much about you know what anyone sort of goes through maybe how busy they are or um or i don't know if you do the writing it helps you tell stories as a director if you do the acting it helps you you know be able to think a lot faster on your feet and approach people um if you're doing the directing it makes you be able to come up with those options a lot faster as an actor um but yeah, do any and all roles because um, you might even learn, okay, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing that's really clicked for me in, in my life is you can sort of go, it's sort of about figuring out what role is the role that best suits you. What is, and that could even be editors or DOPs, you know. It's, it's lovely the push for female uh, directors, but there's no reason why... Um, there's quite a few roles that you could explore. It's just, you know, I love the producer side of things, really, because you can sort of, maybe you're not creative, but you can be creative in how you can see putting that thing together. And so you you said you directed something else before starting last year, is that right? Yeah, my debut film, yes. <laughs> short film uh, called Motel, yeah. which, um, again, that was just about me sort of coming up with like okay I think I can do this so I wanted to make content that I knew was manageable so it's like one location it's two talent um the tiniest of teams I only have a DOP uh, Jason Anthony Crane again and Craig McIntosh is sound who's also editor just behind the camera it's just the three of us and sorry the talent is Sheena Irvine and Greg Smith amazing (laughs) and um so yeah just five of us staying at a motel and we shoot this film and um it was really just meant to be a calling card for, um, you know, contemporaries that hopefully I could meet and, you know, generate maybe work for myself. But of course, I've been submitting it to festivals and it just landed in Show Me Shorts. So, oh, nice. it, And it had its <laughs> world premiere and um, then they, you know, it got four nominations and then it managed to win Best Screenplay, which... Well, nice. It's kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> it's kind of mind-blowing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess my incentive is, you, you know, you need the exposure to get the help for the next film and then you're just over the moon if people if it's well received <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing is like yeah and that's kind of my attitude to it is is like do it and worst case scenario i've, I've learned something best case scenario someone else will enjoy it kind of thing all right so what was it then that sort of started that move is this does directing something that you always aspired to do or did it just was it just come from a place of oh yeah i'll give it a go yeah no I would definitely like I definitely say that I have not grown up thinking I'd be a filmmaker right at all or direct um and 
Yeah, I mean, there is something in it sort of where you think, oh, no one's going to listen to me. I'm little in a lady or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you know, what was incredible is um, you just sort of, I think Kubrick says, I just think I, I thought I could do it better than, you know. <laughs> so you do sort of get motivated and inspired, but then you have to make sure that you are really good at it too. Um, so... I don't know, I think it's happened at the best time, you know, because I think a lot of the writing for a while and that being re- received well and then, you know, being on set and when you're booking acting work and seeing how a set's run, I mean, I think it's just... I, I even like that this happened later in life because a lot of my stories I want to tell is sort of gritty and, you know, there's some loss to it and it's, un, you know, maybe a little a bit broken and I think if I was young and youthful, I wouldn't have that angle and so don't doubt you know going to school and always thinking you're going to be a filmmaker even for five years old that's great that person's got their narrative but I'm quite stoked that this is what's come out of me later in life and it was completely unexpected (laughs) and and but I do feel like hopefully I'm just capitalizing on a lot of things that you know hopefully it's just sort of been the right time right place so Big, the big sort of story that came out of this year is that you are, of course, the first uh, female director to take home the top prize at the grand final. What does that mean to you? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it's it's huge. You can, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, of course, I'm a woman and I, you know, I love being a woman, um, but I guess I go into the role not really, you know, having that matter either way. I think you just want to be very good at telling a story. And like I said, maybe the writing for a while, it, it gets you witnessing a lot of things and then you sort of go, hang on, I think I know how to do this. So it feels quite serendipitous. It feels like a lot of things are happening and, and then you just very right time, right place. But um Hopefully, I really hope actually that the content and the story is the main event and people sort of go, oh, that's a, that's a good film. Yeah. And then maybe as an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Gailene Preston being there on the evening was incredible. Yeah. I got to be, become a member of WIFT last year because of 48, of course, yeah. getting that sort of sponsorship and the membership. And those things are amazing. I mean, as a woman, get involved with WIFT. They provide these evenings that if you're the shyest person in the world, like me sometimes, they encourage you to interact with all these other professionals and veterans. And, and you know what's amazing about whatever's happening right now is, say with the tall poppy thing, I'm not experiencing that whatsoever. I mean, right. everyone around me is just so welcoming and more than happy to, you know, I don't know, uh, share and give back. And I think everyone's very excited about new, you know, generation voices and storytellers. And I've always thought we could actually have more content and narrative come from this country, especially. All right. So what was it like for you um, on grand final night? You you know, you've, you've come having one Auckland and then you're there watching all these other films. How did that sort of feel for you? Right. Well, I mean, gosh, you just never know. And then when you when you got to see them all, they were just all so good. Mm. I mean, it was just such good narrative. And they all had, you know, the, um, what was it, the black ballet. Yeah, the, the, the black and team. white. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And it mm. just looked amazing. And then even the, you know, the idea to have them, you know, uh, dance and everything, that was really original. Yeah. And then everyone was laughing. And, you know, so something like that, I thought... Oh, gosh, who knows? <laughs> but then, um, you know, the one that was the runner-up, Missing Pixel, that was, you know, a friend for life. Yeah. 
that's kind of up my alley. I mean, that was, I loved just the way they executed it. Yeah, that was very, very dark, divisive yeah. sort of film. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was, divisive, that's I was a happy good to see word. that. Because yeah. that was one that I, I remember seeing and I really liked, but I was like, I don't know if everyone's going to like this. No, I'm sure so I, was, I, was, I was happy to see them get as far as they did because, yeah, it was a really well made short film as well. Yes, and, you know, The Snapper, and, mm. you know, which isn't even like, I think, again, it's just left completely open, you know, just from a narrative perspective. That yeah. was, you know, very refreshing. And then, um, you know, the feeding. And I even, um, just to go to the other end, oh, Whaling Owls one, the last, the Christmas one. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Was it No Country it's for... It's No Country for Cold Elves. <laughs> yes, amazing. But, um, you know, even the one with the... Oh, I've forgotten the title. But, you know, where the child, the dad has to be part of the fantasy world with the little boy. Oh, yeah, that was the Wellington team. Um, and a female director again, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, that one was amazing. Um, you know, really amazing ideas again. I mean, hopefully people just keep entering because you can just see they're only going to get better. Yeah. So taking home the top prize then and, and the best director <laughs> and best female director again, sorry, sorry, still on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you sort of think uh, that's going to do for your career now? Have you got any kind of, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a extra sort of line you can put on anything you make being like from Lauren Porteous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Oh yeah, that that part's amazing because you know it can never, it can always be something that hopefully boosts you. Um, in a lot of ways, I don't think it can mean too much because you know you've always got to keep striving to you know it's always the next project. But in other ways, it's huge. I mean, like I said, the PR, the exposure, the uh, you know I don't know. Just yesterday, I was just you know in my room doing whatever or something and, and then today yeah I'm, I'm getting the chance to interact with a lot of people that I admire and um want to know more about you know what films you want to make and so oh, it's just it is really very powerful I mean I, I hope you don't need to win it to make that happen but I think you should get involved in the 48 because this you know competition I think has a very good reputation first off it's one of only three like we said <laughs> platforms that you can get involved in and then I think it's actually probably the only one that you could tr- trust has the original voice coming through. Yeah. Thank you for that. I didn't realize you sort of considered me someone you admire um, that you now have the opportunity to talk to. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so obviously you'll be back next year, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I didn't even know that was one of the questions. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Well, honestly, I, I don't know if I could think about that just yet. Yeah. But I think the rest of you, you should definitely take advantage of this. I mean, this, this, how long has it been going on for? 15 years. This is, this is the 15th year. And, 15 yeah. years. I mean, that's impressive. And they always just get, any festival gets better and better the longer it can run. So, yeah, everyone else should get involved because it is only about three days of your time. And look how amazing it can be <laughs> if you if you manage to get out yeah, at the at the top, which is, it's amazing. Honestly, it's still very surreal and still very surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, then with ignoring next year, what is it that's kept you coming back until now? And then, you know, we'll see how we go next year. <laughs> Um, it's friends, it's other people, it's people in the team, you know, they sort of say we should enter and you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, closer to the time I'm sort of, I do, I, I, you know, that thought goes through, you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But I think it just became very conscious for me that, 
you do this because like I said, the free school thing, yeah. you will learn something out of this experience, even if you don't get it in, but make sure you get it in. You will <laughs> learn something. But the other reason is do it to challenge yourself. The challenge is just for yourself. You know, you can improve. You can always get better. Get a good team and show yourselves off to the rest of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that kind of leads into what advice would you have for someone looking to do this for the first time? I actually do think it depends how you absorb information, but watch the previous 48-hour films. Um you know, watch the winning ones if you want, just to see which one maybe got the, uh, you know, majority sort of interest. But, you know, watch some of the different genres that they present because they actually keep changing those up. And that's <laughs> a little bit freaky every year. But, you know, make sure, you know, check out what horrors have done well or um, there's some really bizarre um genres they end up coming up with like puppets or something yeah. was one and um you know you don't want to be thinking about that at seven o'clock like oh what kind of genre was that so again it's probably only five minutes or seven minutes you know you could do that for about half an hour um to me i'm quite a good um not mirror but i absorb inform- I, I love using my influences so that's a really fun way for me to gain information is just watch these people's films prior mm. um but yeah, the, the other great piece of advice is get a team get a great team yeah and you don't even have to have done anything in film before as well which is the great thing of it is that it's i, I know that's how i started it's how a lot of teams started it's just like you're thinking about it just do it you've got you, no one needs to be good at what they're supposed to be doing <laughs> but as long as you can put something together yeah. why not go for it yeah, and work to your strengths. I mean, if you've got someone that is awesome at special effects, then maybe you can use that in your film. If you've got your friends that are comedians, then make it a comedy, you know? Like, yeah, yeah put your best foot forward. Nice, yeah. Nah, some good advice. And so uh, we'll just uh, finish on, um, what's what's next for you? I mean, uh, we'll, we'll leave next year up in the air for now, but um, what other sort of work have you got on, on your plate? Anything exciting? Um, well, I am already kind of in post with another short film that Cool Story Bro film is helping me make uh, with my setup detour picture house. But um, that film is a psychological thriller and it's called Heart to Heart. So that one should be scary. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess hope to sort of have that uh, submitted to festivals early next year. But beyond that, everyone tells me feature so <laughs> i've got to keep my head screwed you know on straight and just yeah. keep working hard and yeah keep hoping to get better and better at this yeah well i mean i'm sure like myself included there's definitely going to be a lot of people watching to see what you do next and so and also cool story bro is kind of one of those rare teams that does actually exist out outside of 48 hours yeah yes yes yeah. and so uh if people want to sort of keep an eye on what you guys are up to is there any sort of ways they can follow you guys well, I think they're actually going to launch their website soon, but Facebook, even Facebook, if you yeah. can, yeah, that's an amazing tool for all of us creatives too. It's kind <laughs> of affordable and you can get your message out there and, you know, word by mouth. I think all of us want to support each other. So, um, yeah, just try and keep up with that because, I mean, you, it's good to do this independent content. Like we want to get a name for ourselves, but you also, you know, want to grow and have the right people behind you as well in the future. So yeah they're a great team uh well thank you very much for joining us and thank you we i hope to see you in the competition next year um <laughs> but you know we'll, we'll see how we get on yeah thank you very much for we'll talking <laughs> oh thank you thank you very much for listening 
We hope you've enjoyed the 48 Hours podcast this year. It'll be returning next year leading up to the competition. The competition in 2018 is going to be held on the weekend of the 11th to 13th of May. So mark that in your calendars. Do whatever you need to do. Book flights, take time off work, but we hope to see you there next year.